Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Andrew Wilson with The Crucible. I'm here tonight with Aaron Clary. Uh, he's kind of popular in the manosphere. We're going to talk about some man stuff. I'm going to bring him out real quick, let him introduce himself, and we're going to kind of get into it. How you doing tonight, Aaron? I'm, I'm good. How are you guys? Just living the dream, buddy. Just right. living the dream. I so, see you uh, two have a nice little ball cap on because we dress for these fancy occasions. That's right. right. That's right. Well, I'm, good. I'm getting over the coof right now. Oh. So um with the whole house got it last week mm. so i've just uh you know usually i look a little more presentable and i'm also hosting a debate uh later on tonight so i'm uh i'm really going all out you're here. going all out man that's <laughs> just, just doing carrie grant fashion that's uh... <laughs> exactly so where can everybody find you aaron uh well you get several places i guess with as everybody now on the internet i guess the most common place to find me would be uh assholeconsulting.com uh, which is, I guess, most notorious for it. But I have a blog, captaincapitalism.blogspot.com, and all the links are kind of there. But otherwise, I have a YouTube channel, um, you know, Twitter, Instagram, all that. If you just search Aaron Clary, you'll find me wherever you want to find me. And uh, you are an author, is that right? Yes, I'm that too. Yes, many, many hats. Yes. And uh, where can people find your books? Amazon, just like everybody else. Um, <clears throat> yeah, paperback, Kindle, and Audible book. Usually I use all three platforms, uh, but you can find all my books over on Amazon. How did you come up with Asshole Consulting, Aaron? <laughs> um, it's I was driving across Kansas at 3 a.m. one time, and I can't remember from where. I think maybe New Mexico, and I was in the middle of nowhere, and I, I didn't want to listen to anything. So I was, and I just had this idea and it, it had been a previous idea before where I'm, cause I was working in banking and I was not allowed to tell people the truth. They, they didn't want to hear about bad credit scores. They didn't want to hear about how the loan was not going to be paid. They just want to make the loan. And I was thinking like, man, it'd be great to just be myself and tell these people to F off. And, um, <clears throat> among many other things, uh, I just, I just basically wanted to tell people the truth at concurrently at the same time I'd written about three or four books by this time now. And a lot of people were sending me emails, uh, ask me financial advice, personal questions. And, and I, you know, I wasn't anything back then. So well, and, well, it's becoming like an hour, hour and a half of my day. I'm like, I, I gotta get these people to go away. Cause I just don't have time. And I jokingly came up with in my head, if I came up with this thing called asshole consulting, where I could yell and curse at people and just be myself. And um, and charge them money, and so I I wrote that down when I was driving across Kansas, and then I got back to the Twin Cities, and then I got a, a security shift. I'm like, I'm gonna set up a website. What the heck? I'm bored. I was caught up with all my work. Bought the domain name, and at most I thought it was gonna be beer money, and now almost eight years later, here we are. And um, I just I just did seven hours of videos today, you know, seven hours of consultation and not you would have never, never thought in a million years. But, yeah, it was somewhat accidental and somewhat of a, a lark, but it turned out to be kind of an in-demand thing. Well, one of the reasons I brought you on tonight, we've uh, we have a lot of incels that come through the channel. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um it, uh, the dynamic, the dating dynamic, I don't know much about it now. I've been with the same person for 14 years and I'm happily married, et cetera, et cetera. But they, they seem to be having a huge, massive struggle when it comes to women. Hmm. The dynamic seem there seems to be a huge disconnect uh, between young men and women. I wonder if you think that that's due to 
risk factors or if that's due to social media or I was hoping maybe you could help us flesh that out a little bit. Oh, that's yeah, it's not it's not if or it's all the above. Um, you have kind of the perfect storm on all the planets aligning or however you want to describe it, where it's it's not just even two factors, but you're saying risk factor. And then what was the other one? Social media? Yeah. Risk factors, social media's lack of confidence. Yeah. Both. Yeah. The risk factor um, under the Me Too movement where not to say you shouldn't, um, not to say you should be sexually harassed or by that. That's not acceptable. But I think what scared a lot of guys was the fake. uh, uh, I don't know if we could curse or say words on here. You can swear. Okay. All right. Uh, The fake uh, rape allegations of the colleges and universities that happened about three, four years ago. That scared it. Um, the constant moving the goalposts and definitions of what's illegal or socially incriminating where the court of public opinion will, um, deplatform you or, you know, uh, you know, the, uh, what's his name? Aziz Ansari is an example of that. Um, so there, there's certainly that, uh, then social media that has had an effect on women where they are spoiled for choice and there's always something better. Um, they think they can do better because they misinterpret digital attention for real attention, let alone whether or not that would manifest into a real relationship in the real world. <clears throat> um, and so they think that they can get it. Also, um, uh, uh, sleeping with guys, guys, you know, you know, we're, we're not too picky. We're just barely picky enough. Men are a lot of girls misconstrue a guy sleeping with them as commitment. And so they sleep with a nine or a 10 or a, a drunken eight or whatever. They think they can get that. And meanwhile, they pass up on all these quality guys. Uh, then there's also political and social and uh, for lack of a better word, generally uh, propaganda where they've convinced women that their career and their education and money and paying taxes is more important than love and family and, and a husband and all that. Uh, we've demoralized young men by telling them they're not needed. Also blaming them for all forms of sexism and discrimination that in the wage gap and everything like that. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, we've increased taxes. So a man can't support a family on one income. I mean, where, where do you want to go? The entire environment has become so, I don't want to say it. Well, hostile is one way to put it, but borderline impossible to find a quality gal, get married, have kids, start a family, if that's your goal, uh, that a lot of guys, uh, you know, are going to make the economic, uh, and they're going to do a cost-benefit analysis, and they're going to drop out. And a lot of them are going to drop out and just kind of do their thing in terms of a go-ghost. Uh, some men are going to excel, and and they'll be, you know, the, the, the top tier of men that kind of monopolize or, or get all the, all the gals. But then there's going to certainly be a percentage of men either who cannot, like they're just physically unattractive, they're too short, they're physically disabled, Some, something's wrong where they're never stand a chance, and that would be the true incels, the involuntary celibates. But unfortunately, I think there's been such a demoralization, not to mention we've we've put life on easy mode. Let's also put some blame where it also belongs, that is the men. Men are pussies nowadays. They don't work hard. They don't want to go to the gym. They don't want to become engineers. And for them, it's a, a a weakness and a cowardice where they're like, oh, screw those girls. Like a preemptive rejection. Well, screw, I can't, I'm an insult. I could get laid anyway. It's like, no, you didn't try. You didn't go to the gym. You didn't achieve anything. You're just using this as an excuse. And because men are so uh, uh, programmed to pursue women because it's your genetics, uh, they lash out at these gals somewhat, uh, somewhat fairly, yet at the same time, somewhat unfairly. 
So it kind of really depends on who you're talking about. Like if you're talking about someone who is very short and it's just not physically attractive, well, that person probably is, he's also probably resigned himself to accept this kind of fate that he's not going to do too well with the ladies. But I see way too many men using uh, this as a cope to excuse their lack of performance and, and commitment and investment in themselves, uh, which formed, I would call the hypocritical incels. Night Nation Review asks uh, Aaron what the percentage of women are actually legitimate marriage material. The number's like two. <laughs> Hang on. I, I got it. Well, that's, that's, that's one. I, I got it here. I think it is like 2.7% because I wrote a book called The Book of Numbers, which I got right here. Assumptions. It's 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 in the single digits and low single digits. If I recall correctly, it's like 2.7%. What do it's you qualify as marriageable? <clears throat> Um, boy, if you give me time, I didn't know if I had, had I known, I could have consulted my notes, um, marriageable notes, da, 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 da. hang on, bear with me. No problem. Here we go. I got it. <clears throat> Here's here, you ready for the official methodology. Cause I, the social sciences are so, so legit. Okay. Right. There's no replication crisis at all. <laughs> no, no replicate. No. And then, admittedly in this, I admit this is ballpark. Okay. So here, here's how I've defined it. You're not obese or overweight, all right? So that's one. You do not have a worthless degree or corresponding debt. Uh, you are financial, your financial liability. Uh, that's a third. Uh, leftist, socialist, feminist, uh, feminist politics. That's a fourth. So you're single mom. That's a fifth. STDs, that's a sixth. You have mental illness. That's a seventh. Bodily mutilation as defined by excessive tattoos, irrational or irregular piercings. That's eighth. Um, and that was it. So those are the eight variables. Like I, I kind of broke it down to those eight main deal breakers. Uh, and when you factor in that and for cross correlation, cause you know, this may shock you, Andrew, a feminist, uh, who has a worthless degree and has financial troubles, um, might also be prone to tattoo herself in dire hair, crazy colors. You're so kidding. there's, there's, yes, you're, there's you're, some, well, so we had to back that out and, and account for the <laughs> cross correlation, but yeah, in the end, you're looking at less than 3%. Gotcha. You know, uh, one of the things my wife often brings up is how little boys in school are treated like little girls. Hmm. Um, that the essentially from a young age, you have female teachers, the entire institutions are basically female run. And so most of the rules that are applied in public schools towards young boys would be essentially favored for girls. And they, they're the rough and tumble, all of that stuff is kind of phased out. Hmm. Do you think that that's kind of where the starting point is? That's making them kind of what you would call pussies. Yeah, I don't know if I call it the starting point. The starting point, I would say, is broken homes uh, and a lack of a father. And either the father is absent because he's a deadbeat dad and skipped town. Uh, the I can't even say wife because it's not assumed people are married anymore. The mother um, divorced or left the guy. And what I think is much more common is you might have a dad who's present, but he's a pussy himself. And he does not invest any time raising his child. So I'd say that's where it starts, <clears throat> the family. Uh, but then and then continuing on with the family, you know, I, I'm pissed off with a lot of, quote, conservative dads, and conservative parents where I can't believe what's happening in the schools. Well, do you sit your kids down and teach them? Are, are you that appalled by the schools? Why don't you homeschool? Well, I couldn't give up my career. My career is more literally translated to English. My career is more important than my children. 
And let's just be honest, most parents, conservative or not, libertarian or not, Democrat or not, they don't want to raise their own damn kids. They want to pay for babysitting in the form of public schools. And so they'd rather have the kids indoctrinated, both young boys and girls. And then it is a continuation uh, where the parents have abdicated responsibility of the child and given it to the state. And the state obviously has a huge financial and political and economic incentive to raise little micro-communists or micro-socialists or certainly Democrats to continue to vote for the teachers. You know, teachers themselves obviously had a vested financial interest. And so that's, yeah, and yes, and starting off very young, you are skewed towards female teachers. I wouldn't even necessarily consider it their fault. They're female. What, you know, you know, like, it'd be like you and me, how dare you teach them from a masculine perspective? Like, well, last I checked, I got a penis and I don't know any other way to be. <laughs> so I, I can kind of understand where, you know, you're going to have a female bias, but inevitably by middle school or later grade school, you should have a guy or a high school coach or a middle school coach or some kind of masculine influence. Um, but those, for the most part, those teachers are pussies too. And these are not masculine men. These, these are teachers. These are nobodies. Um, so I think, I think the problem starts as always at home. And if you don't have a stable family with a participating and invested father, it's over. I don't care where they go to school. I don't care if it's private or public. I don't care if you're uh, Heather has two and a half months. I don't care. It's over. And so, you know, you, you got to have good parents, both of them present. And if not, then then the state's going to take over. Is this a mass rejection due to materialism, Aaron? A mass, re uh, a mass rejection of your own children due to materialism. <clears throat> no, I wouldn't. I don't I don't think I'd say that um, for some. Certainly, yes, you see these developments where the neighborhood is named something. <laughs> We're in we're in the prestige or the the aqueduct <laughs> or whatever the hell these assholes live in. I, but aside from them, no, I think what it really is, is our generation and you're, you're younger than me. <clears throat> um, I think it's uh, uh, people uh, being mis misled and mispropagandized and conditioned to believe in their own ego, that they're important, that their careers and educations are the most important thing. That as a guy, I'm an investment baker, I'm a surgeon and actually a surgeon I can understand. Uh, but, uh, with, with women who I'm a teacher, Ooh, fucking good for you, Skippy. You're a babysitter. Ooh, I'm a social worker. I have my master's degree. It's like, you got bleeping kids. How about that? You know, how about that? Your kids might be more important than your stupid effing MBA. And so I think it's ego. I think it's uh grandiosity. I think it's that, um, uh, People, boomers or certainly post-boomers, have been led to believe that their life, they're going to solve some kind of crisis. They're going to feed the starving kids in Africa. That was my day. They're going to save the planet, the ozone layer. Oh, they're going to solve racial problems. Somebody save the womit. No, no. It's like raise your damn kid. That's all we're asking you to do. That's boring. Well, heck, they even tell, you know, they even tell uh, uh, women that to be a mother is shameful. Be Raise your kids. What do you expect me to be barefoot and pray? No, I expect you to raise your damn kids, lady. That's what I expect you to do. Um, but it, it just I think that's what they're pursuing is, is grandiosity and ego and some kind of purpose or agency where they're going to save the world. And it's like and that's why I think that they definitely uh, that is what's driving people to abandon their children. But oddly enough, is tragically enough, not have them. They, they still will have these children. And they're just kind of uh, left to the wolves as uh, there's no strong parents around to, you know, kind of do anything to Correct. push them in the right direction. 
So let me ask you this. Is there hope? And what is the hope? No. No? <laughs> no. And good night, everybody. No. Good, no I, well, I mean, see, but who, who are you talking? Are you talking for the country or is a group of people? I'm talking no. in this particular case, I'm saying, is there hope for this for this next generation coming up and all these broken homes? No, no, and no, no. We need a, a hard reset, and it's becoming a trope, and it's cliche, hard times, strong men, weak men, hard, whatever right. the, the thing is. Um, we have too much government money. We have too much technology. Well, there's no such thing as too much technology. Life has been put on such easy mode, um, and we have we, we and you get to these kids starting at five years old, and the parents themselves are propagating this stuff uh, in, in half the cases, that the, that the Zoomers or the Alphas or whoever, is that, that it's going to be just a repeat of the Millennials until there ain't no electricity. And people are forced to get back to where the rubber meets the road and say, wait, how do we grow food again? How does this electricity work? How does reality work? Because uh, right now we're teaching people the most important thing about themselves is what they believe and worse is traits they were born with, whether that's the color of your skin or your gender or what whatever you think your gender is in your mind or a religion or a belief or um, a mental illness you you basically fake having so you could get attention. This None of this has bearing. None of this has bearing in the real world. And all of it is especially marketable and sellable to young minds because they like the idea frankly of having value without having to earn it and that's all more or less generally leftist politics uh which you're going to get full of in school uh promises uh, the audience it's like look free stuff free agency free purpose free value free morality free principles free free and oh by the way free stuff too Free food, free clothing, free money, UBI and all that. <clears throat> and when you grow up under those soft conditions, you, you're not. I mean, look at the millennials. I mean, they're not a functionally adult generation. And I have to pull my data from the millennial book I wrote. But I think damn well near still a quarter of them either live at home or live off of the parent subsidy. Now we throw in UBI. Damn well near half of them probably live off of somebody else despite being claiming to be strong independent. So until people grow the F up, no, it's going to be a, a bunch of people put on easy mode. They're going to be weak. They're going to have world lift the weights for them in the gym of the world. And they're just going to come out. We're just going to have generations of soy boys after soy boys. Frankly, bitchy harpy girls after bitchy harpy girls that like, oh, my God, I got a vagina. I'm so important. <laughs> well, you and half the other population, sweetheart, are not special. Um, and it's just, it's going to be really a bunch of sucky people now on the, that's what I was asking about, like on the individual level. Yeah. There's always going to be some families that raise their kids, right? Kid, they're going to teach the kids. Well, Hey, you got to learn how to do this. You got to learn how to do that. Ethics and principles. And, you know, certainly religion would help, uh, provide a structure for that or just some good discipline or, or secular ethics, I guess, if you want, but your rank and file American, no, your rank and file American are a bunch of lazy pussies who are parasites. That's it. Lazy pussy parasites. That's it. And until we have like a real crisis and a real problem where people have to work and your little government checks, don't buy you anything. It's, it's going to be life on ease mode. And we're going to have weak, pathetic people uh, until that point in time. comes. So it's just a few more trillion dollar coins, right? We just right. If we just print off, if we just print it off more, my, I always get a kick and let me explain <laughs> something to you. You get a kick out of this. So I forget how many literally dozens of multiple dozens of trillions of dollars we've spent on the welfare state. And I always get a kick out of the left. I don't mean to make this political where if the rich just paid their fair share 
and and also in the same way as um <clears throat> you have people that are um homeless or a drug addict or whatever we just need a little bit more money just a little bit more money and i always had this idea where like let's say we drop 50 trillion dollars on the poor and the disabled and this and then every kind of disadvantaged type of person out there and it wasn't enough but the real secret the real secret was 50 trillion and one dollars if we had just spent that one extra dollar everything would <laughs> and it and what it proves to you is after $50 trillion, it doesn't matter how much we spend. These problems are not solvable because it's not money is the answer. And so, yeah, go ahead. I mean, seriously, like if I was president right now, I'd say, okay, we're going to print off all the money and pay out your student loans. We're going to, we're going to bail out or not bail out. We're going to, um, we're going to give reparations. Here you go. All right. And I would just tell all the producing people, I'm like, just hold on to your assets. Just hold on. Because all these people would take their money, they'd piss it away, they wouldn't invest it or anything like that. they buy material goods. Their money would flow back into asset prices. I'm like, okay, what did we learn? And then I'd be like, hey, money doesn't solve the problem. We could spend $50 trillion or $51 trillion or $100 trillion. It won't matter. But I, it's just it, – it is so funny to see these stupid American people think that it's other people's money instead of getting, them getting off their fat, lazy asses and going and working and producing something of value that's actually going to save them. And so now it's it's almost comical, or albeit dark comedy, it's comical theater. Just watching whatever latest generation of young dipshits think that, oh yeah, this time, this time Biden bucks. That'll see. Well, Obama didn't do enough. <laughs> FDR didn't do enough. Fucking Carter didn't do enough. No, this time, yeah, this time it'll work. You know? We've got it. We've got yeah. it down pat. It's, all yeah, it's, it's that extra 53 cents the government didn't spend. That's well, so what's funny gonna... because isn't there a great case to make against socialism just based on the lottery curse. <laughs> just- yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. There's, there's a great case about that, but um, yeah, I would also argue more people dying due to starvation than the Nazis killed in war purposely would be maybe another compelling argument. against <laughs> communism. But, uh, let's not overthink it. Too let's not, uh, starvation. <laughs> uh. So, so- as we dive into this, and now we've established there is no hope, and it's all fucked right. up. Let uh, could be a, bring her where, good news. Yes, where where should we go from here, man? Well, this is a good plan B, and this is where boring things. If you go back and read my books and my blog, and I was called a Nazi and uh, whatever other isminist out there, this is where you should have been preparing. So one, do you have good skills? And I don't necessarily mean in terms of employment, though certainly if you're a tradesman, that will help. But are you a mechanic? Are you a carpenter? Can you support yourself? Basically, can you live off grid and and, and su- survive? Uh, did you diversify into kind of insurance type of investments or insurance products like silver, guns, precious metals, uh, things like that? Did you buy a piece of property? Do you own your own home? Are you hedged against inflation because you actually own a tangible asset? Do you know how to fix said house? Do you know how to do plumbing? All that other stuff that goes with it. <clears throat> now, I'm not a farmer. I have a different opinion about this. And I don't mean to go totally prepper, but I, I have about two years worth of food. My goal is to get to 25 years of food because I don't know about you. I don't want to be stuck behind a horsey pooping, dragging the plow, <laughs> toiling in the fields at 55 years old. Um, MREs are cheap right now. <laughs> MREs are cheap. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's boring things like that. Um, you know, I've also, inc- I got a tool set. I know how to do carb. I'm learning how to work on mechanics and all that. But, but most importantly, 
Do you have people you love and enjoy being around? I know this sounds very shallow, but this is not. Are you in physical shape? And is the love of your life in physical shape? Because at the end of the day, you know, if given a choice between playing a really great video game or having sex with an attractive woman, I want to have sex with an attractive woman. And no matter which way you slice it, that is the ultimate uh, uh, form of wealth and enjoyment that you got a hot person you enjoy having sex with. And I, that, and, and it, yes, it's not really free because you got to work out and stay in shape. There is a commitment there, but if you got that and you got a loving family, you have a community, you're pretty much golden. You're about as good as you can be. Um, and then also I would recommend that you're saying <clears throat> that you know what's going on and why this is going on. Like a lot of people on the right or the libertarian or simply not leftist are angry and pissed off. I'm like, why are you getting angry and pissed off? This is just if you did the right things, you'd be inoculated against this or insured against this as much as you can be. But go have fun. Could you imagine? And maybe I could paint a little bit of a silver lining to this club. Could you imagine what it's like right now to be your average 33 year old woman? You're not pretty married. Hor pretty horrible. <laughs> yeah. You you're working and paying taxes in a job that really isn't uh, reciprocal to effort. You work in a nonprofit. There's not a lot of upside potential. You have a master's degree. You have a ton of debt. You you're you're not capable of falling in love because your politics train you to hate men or at least view them as as a competitor and more likely your adversary. You're overweight. You're physically unhealthy and you got an attitude and you're pissed off every day. Now, I'm not saying I'm Mr. Happy Go Lucky and Mr. Rogers every morning, but by God, every day I wake up like, hey, yeah, it's another day. Let's get to it. And, you know, I'm, I'm in good shape and I go out, I got my motorcycle and I, and I don't let in, and you all think politics like I can't believe the left is winning. Dude, did you see how pissed off everybody was for four years that Trump was in office? You know, that one I thought was a guy. Turns out it's a girl going, no, remember that one with the fluorescent jacket? Like what that what's that person's life like? And then in the end, in the end. When that 33-year-old or that person goes, no, or any one of the meme leftists, you know, the gal who's like, you know, um, I forget her name. She's like, can we get some muscle in here, that gal? Yeah. yeah. Like, where's she now? She ain't no model. She ain't getting no good dick. She ain't got no husband that can throw a left punch and, and, and she <laughs> wants to brag to her friends. No, seriously, your life, but this is all true. And then, and true. then let's fast forward 30 years. Holy shit. No offense, lady. Why the fuck were you alive? <laughs> like what you waste and none of them are religious. So none of them can believe in the afterlife. So here's a real important philosophical question for all these leftists are all pissed off because they don't get free shit and they can't enslave other people. Why are you alive? Like if you're so pissed off about injustice here, injustice there, things aren't fair, things aren't right, and then you, it consumes ever wake every waking second of your life, and you dare don't get attracted for a man because that's patriarchy. Like, what the hell were you alive for? Did you enjoy your time here, or were you constantly, constantly cursing at the sky, blaming whatever the Jews? Oh, well, misery uh, loves company. Though, well, yeah, right? yeah. I mean, it's just like, what kind of life is that, man? And so, I, I mean, I know it's kind of simple and, and cheap, but yeah, be good looking, get a wife with a nice set of tits, go have some fun. And if some kids come along, though, here's another one, Andrew, take the, now hang on. Did you know kids are kind of fun if you spend time with them? Amazingly enough, and I I have five, they most certainly are. <laughs> right. See, now I, I won't mention who there's a family and they enslave their children to make jam. 
and they send me some free jam every once in a while. So I like I like child slave labor jam. It tastes better than the regular jam. Yeah, if well, it's not made with tears, what's the point? Well, right, right. So they, I got a picture of a little two year old with a wood stick and kind of the thing. It has no idea what it's doing, but this family is very nice. And you know what? The kids are all playing together. The kid, the little kids are learning kind of how to cook. I don't know if they really understand the concept. Um, the other guys out cutting wood and working out and they teach them how to hunt and they spend time with their children. You got children, you got agency. They love you. They love you back. Everything's not roses, but you got that. Uh, that that's probably how you win. That's where your sanity comes in. We have purpose and agency and the love of others. These leftists, they ain't got it. They got their fucking politics. And their politics suck, by the way. Their politics is slavery and parasitism. More of those people's money over there. I'm like, wow. Like, it's not even an intellectually challenging or interesting one. I mean, it's like talking to fucking Noam Chomsky and thinking he's bright. Like, wait, let me guess, Noam. More of other people's money again? Wow. You and Paul Krugman must want to suck each other's dick off. Well, that must be a real fucking intelligent conversation. So that's, that's, that's where it's just kind of like, no thanks. No thanks. Give me some cool guys. We talk fish, whatever. No, we'll I, give you at least 16 paragraphs as to why he should have other people's money. But I right, like exactly. summarization like, better. Oh. <laughs> like, right, here's another thing. How, how put a bullet in your head do you got to be to spend eight years writing paper after paper why you're entitled to other people's money? Like, doesn't that get tiring? <laughs> doesn't it get sickening? Just say, I'm a lazy piece of shit and I don't want to work. I'll come up with any excuse as to why I'm entitled to other people's money. Like, think about it. You spend eight years and going to crippling levels of debt to panhandle, essentially to rationalize panhandling. Why are you alive? And there's no way you can have a happy life. No way. Because the, what, qual, what people are going to hang out with you are such low quality calibers and pieces of shit and parasites themselves. You're not going to have anything in. I mean, what do you what do you do? Like, let's say you're a feminist or uh, one of the <clears throat> I don't know what you call racist, not not a racist, but a, a racial uh, proponent or whatever. Yeah, race realist. Ra well, not realist. No, uh, someone who's obsessed about the disparities of races. I'm not yeah. saying you shouldn't try and close the thing, but <clears throat> oh, those white people, oh, those men, oh, those straight people, oh, yeah, those people. Let me tell you about what for eight years you can write papers about that. <laughs> I mean, oh my God, go to a gay pride parade. They're fun. Go, go check out the, um, you ever been to a, um, um, where the cross dressers, uh, they, they do a performance drag show. You ever been to a drag queen show? Uh, can't say that I have Aaron. They, those are the fun gays. They have a good time. A lot of libertarians, they don't mention it, but like, and they're having a good time and they're proud to be gay. Why can't you do that? No, Ooh, they're straight people. Ooh, it's like, Hey, you know what you ought to do? I think you should spend eight years and a quarter million dollars getting a degree rallying or, and, and tirading against the straight people. <laughs> and, and this is not to pick on gays or any group of people, but to show the people who are primarily leftists and then resort to traits they were born with or claim to have. Not be, It's actually quite incidental <clears throat> to people with those traits or those groups. It's basically a lazy person looking for any excuse. And it's just like, Wow. So you want happiness? Be thankful you're not them. Be thankful you're not a pissed off feminist in crippling levels of debt who blames everything on guys. I mean, it's, it, you know, go out, go fish, 
you know, go have some fun, play with go your kids. Go enjoy play. your life, maybe? Enjoy your life, yeah. yeah. Go for a walk, go for a bike. I mean, anything, anything. The the touch grass meme is real? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the touch grass meme is absolutely real. Go it touch some grass, go have some go fun, some, go play with the kids. Outside. Well, <laughs> and to be an Oceanus, you could say the same thing. All these incels that like, oh, women, and they're pounding away at their keyboard. It's like, get out. Go do something. All right, fine. You don't like women or because women don't like you or you don't want to invest in it. I get it. I get it. Okay, now go. You should be totally free to not spend your time on pursuing gals and you should be accomplished or doing something. And a lot of guys do do that where they become tradesmen or hobbyists of some sort. But I mean, whether no matter what your, your political ideology or religion, you know, all right, fine. Now go stop complaining about the other people. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so it's it's interesting that uh, you kind of frame things in this paradigm. My introduction to your work, the the curse of the high IQ, mm. um, <laughs> it's kind of kind of interesting. It's kind of a life changing thing. Um, can you can you kind of go into that a little bit? I was hoping it's, it's really economies to scale. I mean, that's that's the short uh, premise or tenet of the book is. Um, especially since we live in a free market and because we live in a democracy, both the free market and the government will be tailored to benefit the most people, the most amount of the time, which I'm all for because <clears throat> the most amount of people are going to benefit. And that's how a democracy and a free market should work. Uh, that being said, uh, there's some fallout. And if you happen to fall at the tail ends of either side of multiple types of distribution curves, there's going to be some inefficiencies you run into. And this doesn't necessarily apply just to intelligence, but for example, height. If you're really tall, you got to duck a lot of times, you know, because um, how, you know, door frames and all that. If you're really short, you can't reach, you know, stuff. And I kind of have to, I got to get a step stool because I'm a short guy. <clears throat> so there's things like that. But when it comes to intelligence, um, <clears throat> we a lot of people don't think about it because they assume, oh, you're intelligent. Therefore, life is on easy mode. It's like, yes, in some ways there is. I mean, harder things are easier for you. But society is not geared for the smart person. It is tailored towards the average. I also say the stupid because we want to be charitable. And, you know, like, let's say you're mentally impaired. You know, you, oh, yeah, there should be some accommodations made for people with mental impairments and Down syndrome and things like that. But nobody gives a crap about the smart people. I'll give you a perfect example. Should we be graduating kids based on their age? No, no. What? Why do you have a 13 year old genius stuck with the 13 year old morons? That kid should be graduating from. Well, I know money. I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm, but what I'm saying right. is that you well, but see, then the dumb kids should hold back and then then you still get your money. All right. But the why do we hold back smart kids in school? You know, we, they shouldn't. They should be allowed to advance. You should be having kids graduate with engineering degrees by the age of 18. So there's stuff like that. Um, I'd have to go. Oh, when it comes to dating um, with, with men, especially, although it's both men and women have a different problem, but it's on the same coin. <clears throat> Highly intelligent men, uh, women have a much tighter bell distribution when it comes to intelligence. So there's less dumb women as men as there is less smart women than men. Right? There's a lot more average women uh, than men. So as you get to the tail end, uh, if you're like, say, an IQ, three standard deviations above the mean, uh, roughly, there's only one woman for every three men at that IQ level. So if you're a like you're one, three standard deviations would be 145. You're like, you know, astrophysicist level genius. 
there just isn't that many women to go around. So you're, you, you don't have any choice. Women, on the other hand, have plenty of choice, but that's a bad thing too, because if you're, you know, any gal who was one of the five students in their engineering class will tell you they're constantly hounded and hit on and, and offered free help with homework and things like that. So that it's kind of a, a drawback of that there. So <clears throat> when you get into these uh, statistical abnormalities, you, you, by statistical default, become ostracized and and may up oh, and entertainment is another perfect example. All right, what is the most entertain? Like what what do the masses consume in entertainment? Uh, mostly media. Media. What what is? Give me the main forms of media. What what are, uh, what uh, do you movies, think? Movies, movies, uh, TV shows, this TV type shows. thing. Yeah. What else? This this has got to be the dumbest thing ever because <clears throat> it hasn't what? changed. What well, is it? Okay, I'll give you a couple hint, hints here, Andrew. Do you you tell right. me if you could see. All right, I'm. We'll see how high IQ you really are. <laughs> it's it's not one forty five. <laughs> all right. Men in particular, dumb men watch this sports. Oh dang it! All right. Wow, you, are you sure? <laughs> like it's never done anything. Nothing changes. Oh, he hit it three inches further than the world record. Yay for him. The sphere went over the fence. The funny looking ball was caught by the other guy. And and children's cancer ain't cured. You know, you still actually have genuine uh, poverty differences between groups of people. Um, we have a horrible national debt. And you didn't spend any time with your children. Hey, but you know, you got to see that guy who you might have a, a homoerotic fixation for. He caught the ball real good. Oh, good for well, you. And you might have also destroyed an entire city block based on the fact that your team didn't win. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, that happens. Yeah. That, that's soccer hooliganism as well. Your teams know that as well. Um, there's no entertainment. Like, you really get very few movies are made for an intelligent person. So maybe you're stuck with Casablanca. And thank God you have history of movies to watch. So you could go through the archives. Um, but, I, you know, I don't need to see. I don't know. What's the latest movies? I don't even pay attention anymore. I don't know the show. It's all repackaged action superhero bullshit. That's yeah. why. Yeah, I, I, with I, chicks doing roundhouse kicks. That's <laughs> I, I don't need give me a new. I'm trying to think of the late the last movie I saw that was good. Uh Wrath of Man was pretty good. <clears throat> but, but okay, perfect example. A very popular movie was Baby Driver. You ever see it? No. Horrible. Really? By the way, not an opinion. It all they did was say, "Hey, you know how young millennial boys are kind of wimp listed like that? We're going to call it Baby Driver, and he's going to have autism, but he's going to be a race car driver, and he's going to help help." It was like the transporter without the testosterone. Like <laughs> and yeah, and and it was so bad, so bad because and you couldn't believe it. You know why you couldn't believe it? Where a smart person couldn't believe it because you have a millennial that knows how to drive standard transmission. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. This is not happening. It was just as implausible as the 98 pound wave kicking the Russian mafioso guy with a roundhouse kick. It's not happening. No, I, I so there, there's no entertainment made for uh for intelligent people as well. Um, and it really leaves you starving for media, entertainment, love. Um, Sex. I mean, if you're a really smart person and you're good looking, by the way, didn't know if you knew this, really intelligent people don't necessarily go to the gym a lot. 
And so there's just, yeah, there's a, so that's where the, the, the curse of the high IQ came in. There's a lot of drawbacks and disadvantages you wouldn't think of normally being intelligent. Yeah, I found, uh, I found the entire uh, book to be absolutely fascinating. My wife actually introduced me to it. I would, I would like to kind of elaborate on one of the commenters. He said, you know, it's becoming idiocracy. Mm-hmm. And it really is becoming idiocracy. If you want to really see an intelligent movie, one of the most intelligent movies of all time, <laughs> you watch Idiocracy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that it is. <laughs> That I think Tropic Thunder. I think Tropic Thunder was the last brill- truly brilliant <laughs> that movie was good. I made. Yeah, that was yeah. good. But Idiocracy is by far. I mean, it was it, the most prophetic movie I've ever seen in my life. But um, I, I think that what has what has happened, and I think that you touched on this pretty well, is the influence of technology. You say that there can never be too much technology, and I agree. But with that people's lives have become so easy that they seem to forget how to engage with the natural world that's around them. And so they're just kind of walking through life. Everything is built for them. The sidewalks are built, the roads are built. Um, all the infrastructure is always there. Just everything is kind of handed to you on a silver platter and that eliminates struggle. Mm-hmm. And once you eliminate struggle, uh, you have uh, you have a problem of character. And this, uh, this, this is what I see. Now I'm a millennial and I can drive a manual transmission, just so you know. But you're right. It is a rare thing to be able to do that, man. <laughs> and this is the society that we seem to be building around ourselves. And I think that you're right. Unless there's a crash course into a wall and uh, we kind of splat into it like a bug does without a reset, what how, you can't ever regress, right? Right. Well, and here's here's the other problem. I've I've called it like a, a an autoimmune deficiency aspect of socialism and Marxism, and that is you can't even rationalize a reason with these people because they've never been challenged or forced to accomplish anything on their own in the first place. They have no context. All they know is government give me that. They just know EBT. They just know housing, free housing, and free education, and give me, give me, give me. They've never actually taken the time to figure out. Well, wait, how does the groceries get here to the store? How do we grow groceries? What is meat? Now, I wonder if they really even know what meat is half the time. Well, you can grow it in a lab yeah. now, I hear. Well, you can grow it right, right. But <laughs> look, the tragic thing is that without any kind of struggle or pain or uh, uh, galvanization process, what we have is what we have now, and that is a bunch of NPCs. I really don't view most of the people out there as fellow humans because they have no intelligence they are so programmed to repeat what they're totally wanted to say. Like, hey, repeat this socialism, popularity, cool. There's no <laughs> critical thinking. It's just I'm owed other people's labor. And you cannot even get through to them because they're immediate. That AI, uh, the autoimmune deficiency thing kicks in where it's like, call them racist. You're racist. Like, we're talking about the deficit. We haven't even mentioned. What is it? What are you talking about race? What are you talking about sexism? We're talking about monetary policy. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we're talking about whatever Iraq. I've never even mentioned groups of people. What's but they'll find a way to interject it, right? They'll find a way. Be- but and this is where it's like, why even argue with the leftist? Like, let me show you how far. Give you an example of how far gone. These are not minds. I doubt. I mean, really, I'm, I'm only being half joking when I say this. But are they even sentient? Are they even aware? You got women thinking big is beautiful. And you're like, 
okay. Now, a rational person would say, well, shouldn't you ask men whether or not that? No. Oh, you're sex. And immediately they go to the name calling. <clears throat> it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. But isn't beauty kind of determined by other people? And predominantly, it would be the opposite sex. Like, I can't just self-declare I'm handsome. No, the patriarchy sets the standard and then it trickles down into society. <laughs> exactly. So then if you're just this twig in a roaring rapids, why you're not even alive, right? Why are you here? And it really makes me wonder, like, I'm, I'm not advocating suicide, but you're not. You are failing to convince me that you have an argument for life because you're not living. You're merely reacting to you're just a robot. You're such a robot. You're programmed to do exactly what you've been told. You haven't had an independent thought in your life. And I don't know how you fall in love, get, you know, um, have a passion for anything. I mean, what what kind of are you there are you awake? And if you are, what is pre are you just so cripplingly lazy? You're going to go with this ideology so you don't have to work because your desire to be fed and fat and lazy and your fear of work is stronger than your desire to live. If that's the case, you have completely wasted your life. Again, you might as well not be alive because like, look, I can get, you know, people are, well, what happened if you're single? I'm not kidding. I pay for it because I'm not going back out into the world to get the literally millions of, of women that are just like, well, I just believe in free healthcare and free this and free that. It's like, okay, you're just like, you just like everyone else, everyone else. And so, no, I, uh, that, that, that just, uh, it's tragic when you think about it because the people we're trying to help out would be people on the left who are wasting their lives on an ideology of parasitism instead of getting out there and living. But at, it's like, after a while, you just got to give up and, you know, cause not even waste your time getting the headache, trying to argue rational or a reason with these people famous quote that says um very simply what was what's the problem with men today men don't think <laughs> this is the biggest problem well it's not just men people don't think no, in general think, right? uh, critical thinking skills seem to have gone by the wayside in a big way uh one of the things i've, I've often stated on this program is that when people are forced to defend an ideology that makes no sense or destroy the ideology that challenges it that does make sense, they will destroy the ideology that does make sense almost every single time. And this seems to be where, uh, you know, we're running into. I don't think that this is this problem with the incel movement and inside the manosphere is simply due to one contributing factor. This is mass societal decay as a whole. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't think, I think you're right, that there's, there's not a good way to recover from that. And um, that we're kind of running full steam ahead into that wall. But is this type of reset, it has to happen, right? I mean, it has to. There's no it, real way it, around it. It can happen or it can be like a slow degradation where the society just fizzles out. And then <clears throat> what, what, you know, and it incrementally gets to the point that your government checks won't buy anything. Um, those and then trillion dollar like, coins. Yeah, those trillion dollar coins. I mean, we're not there. We're not Zimbabwe. I mean, there's still legitimate projection. Did you see here. that they minted the first trillion dollar coin? Wait, Zimbabwe? No, the United States. Wait, a trillion dollar coin? We minted a trillion dollar coin. I want it. What does it cost? I want it too. I mean, what would you spend it on though, right? Nobody would take it. But <laughs> I, it it's almost a shtick now. It's almost like a like a bobble. Hey, look at my yeah. little boy. Look at my trinket. Uh, yeah, trillion dollar coin. Yuck, 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 yuck. Yeah, I got to pull that up. Yeah, we really did. I think we really did try, 
There could not be a possible economic or monetary policy reason behind this. Was it just, like, was it just S's and G's? I know. Uh, this, this, is, this was a big story on the Drudge Report a few weeks back that they were going to coin a, um, a trillion dollar, an actual trillion dollar coin to pay the U.S. debt. In fact, I have a news story here for it <laughs> from CNBC that they are coining a trillion dollar coin. No, when I said that earlier, I was not being facetious. I was not joking around. I literally meant how many trillion dollar coins would you like? <laughs> Why are we just printing off one? <laughs> this is so stupid. The Simpsons did an episode, the trillion dollar bill with Montgomery Burns. Do you remember that one? Or are you too young to remember that? Uh, uh, Montgomery Burns? Char oh God, G Charles Montgomery Burns, The Simpsons. Yeah, no. Okay. Yeah, Do you remember excellent. the trillion the trillion dollar yeah. bill episode? Yeah, yeah. That's what this is. <laughs> Are just, we gonna give it to Castro? Raul Castro? <laughs> it just cracks me up because I mean you could just go go pay off the debt with the four minted coins and you just arbitrarily assign them Why? a value. <laughs> How about this? A trillion trillion dollar coins, huh? Everyone's a multi-trillionaire, huh? <laughs> sure, a gallon of milk costs eight billion dollars. Who gives a shit? We got a trillion dollar coin. <laughs> I'm, this is this is where we're getting with the uh, you know clown world. Mm. So I think that your message overarchingly is really good. Take good care of yourself, mm. right? Try to enjoy your life. Try not to focus too much on these toxic things that drive people insane and irate and they really can't do a whole lot about anyway. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? But I don't think that the nature of rage is going to go away, especially inside the, uh, the, you know, toxic online spheres like Twitter and YouTube and Twitch and these various other places. I wonder if instead, uh, what would you recommend for, um, you know, masculine clubs. So they've gotten rid of the Boy Scouts. They've gotten rid of pretty much everything. Is there just, is there anything left? No, I, I hate to tell you, Andrew, I wrote an article. Um, it's on my blog, Captain Capitalism, blogspot.com. And it's about some like forming communities, something conservatives, Republicans and libertarians can't do. And here's where I lose a lot of, I, I it really was like, you know, I'm done, you know, like, because, <laughs> What, what you basically, the, not the theory, but the reality is, okay, say there's a post-apocalyptic world. The only thing that's going to get society back is going to be communities where skilled men and women <clears throat> build things and, and get farming going and food supply and defense and, and law and um, chemistry and medicine and all that other good stuff. Uh, and so I always thought like, okay, we need a team of people together, like a community of people. Uh, so that you could survive. So we have defense. We have a lot of guys with guns. We have food storage. We have a mechanic. We got a solar power guy. We got a doctor. We got people who just want to do hard work. You know, so we got all these people. And what I have seen with all my, I do mean this former conservative libertarian, otherwise not leftist friends, is when I've gone in good times like today and, and asked for simple help, like, hey, can I crash on a couch? Can I get a ride to the airport? Um, you know, hey, can you hold on to this for me? Uh, I have people like saying no. And, and and I don't know about you, Andrew, but like you've ever come, hey, I'm coming through town. Me and Richard come through town. Oh yeah, crash, I got you got you got you covered. 
things like that. And one person in particular, I think this is all about him. It's not. This is about like damn well near all my conservative libertarian friends where none of them want to work. I mean, and, and what I'm finding out is I'd say it's a lot like Christianity. I'm a preacher's kid. I saw this in the church. There's only about five to 10 percent of people attending your church who are real Christians. The rest of the people attended for ulterior motives. I think it's the same thing with politics here on the not leftist side. They do it because it's cool and it's logical and gives them a kind of point in agency. They don't actually believe in it. So what I've seen in the real world is when it comes to asking help from your other, I'm not talking like I need money. Can you lend me money? Literally mean, Hey, uh, can you give me a ride? My car broke down. No, I know. Why don't you have this? Why don't you have, it's like, most of you people are assholes. <laughs> Not you, Andrew, but, but most of the people who are like, like I'm conservative, liberal. Like, yeah, but would you help your buddy? You know, so, oh, oh, no. I, oh, hang on now. And I, I'm sorry, it's going to be lone wolf. And, and the only, only kind of communities I kind of see would be religious communities, which are going to have their own internal strife. Um, maybe your uh, fraternal organizations like the Masons, or the eagles, maybe farming communities, maybe. But those are uh, largely out of uh, or going off to the wayside too. The masons, right. things like this. Right, right. And so, um, whatever remnant forms of community, I, I don't think it's going to form. I think you're going to have large families. That's maybe going to be about it, or tight religious communities. Um, but no one's going to rally around freedom conservatism, capitalism, libertarianism, or whatever else, <clears throat> because I, I think most of them are posers. And so, uh, as we're kind of talking about before, yeah, get your food supply. And I would say probably have a lone wolf attitude, uh, and prepare for that. And I've tried to reach out like different people and like, okay. Uh, Cause if you could just get like three people that can, you know, like, then you could take sleeping shifts. I mean, that's how bad it's gotten. Like, gosh, we need someone to protect, you know, I, I need someone to cover the place while I sleep and I got to cover the place while he, someone's got to work too. So <clears throat> I'm very, um, conservatives, libertarians and free market, you know, political uh, people like us, they've also become soft. They've also become soft. Uh, so I, I don't think there's uh, much hope or, or future there. So super chat for, I don't know what currency that is. Hey, Captain Canadian Clary. dollars. Oh, okay. Uh, Clary test on BPF. I don't know what the Clary test is. Uh, well, I don't know what BPF is. The Clary test is just four question tests to see if you should run for public office. <clears throat> One, did you come for money? Two, did you major in stupid crap? Three, do you have any real world working experience? Four, what are you doing now? And so my argument is if you're a trust fund baby spoiled brat who doesn't major in real things, then you shouldn't be in office. Which... Well, BP, BPF is my blood sport debate name, Big Papa Fascist. I, uh, I enjoy using it. It pisses people off, especially on the left. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's uh, uh, the, the handle that I use there. So that's why you said BPF. But to answer those four questions, no, I didn't come from money. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, absolutely. I have uh, real world working experience. Right. And then what, what were the other two that you Did you, you major in stupid stuff? Nope. Okay. I'm a tradesman. And and you're co you're currently working now. Yes. Okay. You're not diddling kids or uh, like supporting the communist party or nonprofit volunteerism. Nope. Very much okay, against yeah. the communist party and diddling kids. <laughs> right. Well, okay. Then you, then you have a perfect score. It's golf. You want a low score. You got a score of zero, and you should be the perfect candidate to be a statesman of some kind. So you should run for office. Uh, 
Atham says, how oh, can we hope to guy. beat China, Russia, if we can't get a damn ride from a friend? How can I trust my life to someone who won't let me crash on their couch? Exactly. Now, see, <laughs> Atham, he will let me crash on his couch, although he doesn't have a couch for me to crash on, but he'll set up a nice little pad for me underneath <laughs> his weight rack. And uh, he's crashed at my place, too. See, Atham, I know, will cover my six. All right. But he's he's right. There's very few people that are going to help each other out. Very few. Yeah, well, I mean, but you tend to see that in life, uh, mm-hmm. you know, this the, in this kind of kind of modern society, like you were saying, just asking for a ride or, you know, can he help me out with something basic? Even, you know what the worst question is nowadays? Hey, can he help me move? <laughs> well, hey, yeah. This last time you asked somebody to help you move. Holy shit. Yeah. That's pulling teeth. <laughs> well, yeah, but but see, there was that ob- obligatory kind of uh, Mennonite barn raising. Ah, we'll all come together. We'll get some beer. We'll complain <laughs> about how much crap you own and why the hell did your wife buy all this shit? Right. Um, but that even I would say that's under the bro code that you got to help your buddy move. Now, he's got yeah, to buy you the pizza. You got to. Right. And if you got yeah. a truck, you got to help him out. Right. He's supposed to have pizza. He's supposed to have beer. beer. You're supposed to bitch that everything wasn't boxed up and you were doing it last minute. I mean, this right. is this is like par for the course shit here. That's right? a, a classical American tradition. Right. <laughs> and, and Couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> right. And now it's like, well, we go hire, hire the movers. Like, when did everybody get all this real money? We'll hire movers. We'll get a pod. We'll have them move everything. It's like, <laughs> I know you. You don't make that much money. What? <clears throat> you almost regret. Oh, like, I mean, you, you don't of, need to. Well, I'm just, I, you almost like, like feel bad they didn't ask you. Like, cause you use it as time to hang out with each other, you know? Um, like, oh, I got, you know, like I need to work on the car. Remember your old, old men, the, the, our fathers would work on cars. Mine didn't, but let's say sometime in the past, men must've worked on cars. They'd all gather around the car. Or at least that's what I saw on the Tim Allen show, uh, uh, last man standing. I'm like, why can't you do that? We all come in hell kind of work on the car. Not really. You don't even get that anymore. I'm taking it to the mechanic, you know? And they, I don't know, they get a tow truck because they're too afraid to ask you to jump it and, and pull it. For, I don't know. I don't, but there's none of that. Like I would, w- I hope for the opportunity to do a, fa- uh, a favor for a friend. I, yeah. I enjoy it when people stop by like, Hey, can I cry? Yeah, come on in. Let's get cigars. And nope. Apparently I'm the, I'm the only one that does that, but I'll tell you this, Andrew, I'll tell you this. If, and when this shit hits the fan and all of a sudden I got the, Hey, Cause they know I got guns and I store it. I like, what's going on? I'm like, I don't know, but you're my slave bitch. And I'll get off my fucking property. You know, like they're not part of the team. Cause if right. you're not going to help me out in good times, what the fuck? Now you're here in bad times. Get the fuck out of here. Exactly. Well, I mean, that's a great point. And the truth is, is that like this guy says, uh, you know, I always try to be the guy to drop everything and help someone, mm-hmm. but it's sadly almost never returned. And that's also a pretty true statement. Uh, I was always the same type of guy when I was single, right? If you needed a place to stay, come crash on the couch, shirt off the back type of thing. Um, you you can't really extend that too much when you have a wife and kids, you know, nearly as much. Having right, but you, but you, you, you would, you would, you'd, you'd, you'd clear out a place on the floor. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, I would, I would still let them sleep on the couch, but uh, the the whole point is, is that it does seem like what you're talking about I do see sometimes in rural communities, you'll see people kind of get together and do various activities together like that car. You know, we're all standing around the car. We're all working on the car inside of metropolitan areas. That's 
yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't see it anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's in, there's no need for it, right? You just outsource everything. Tow the car. You can, to, you know, tow the fucking wife. Tow the kids. You know, who cares? Uber. Uber <laughs> right? everywhere. Uber everything. Right? So Uber Eats. And one of the great things that you bring up is that when all of this lockdown shit happened, if people were not getting these checks from the government, that would have been a civilization ender. Right. Yeah. That or would have been a civilization fucking ender. It would have ended it right then and there. Or it would have forced people to pick up jobs or revisit and rediscover what's very important. Like, oh, my grandma can't get food. I better go get some food at the grocery store because she can't get it or she's under quarantine or whatever else. Oh, uh, you know, my friend Bob, he got kicked out of his house because he he lost his job. He'll come over. I'll have him crash in my basement. He could toss me a couple buckets, bucks and do some work around the house. That would have forced community. I don't think it would have been a collapse, but it would have forced community back on us. It would have helped discover our humanity again. Yeah, Uber well, sex. I mean, <laughs> there, was, there was times... Uh, during that, during those lockdowns where you couldn't even go outside, you couldn't go in your own backyard, right? Well, that's it Michigan seemed, for you people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it seemed like everything that could be done to discombobulate any type of community atmosphere in order to combat, you know, the effects of the lockdown were greatly uh, clamped down on in most areas, at least at, at various points. Hmm. So I don't, I don't think, I think it was designed uh, to be very helpful for this type of, of, uh, uh, you know, feed the animals till they become dependent type, you know, fucking yeah. uh, ideology. And that's kind of what ended up happening. They, right now, the workforce is still not up to snuff and there's really no good reason for it. Most of these stimulus programs have ended. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet workplace participation is still very low. It seems to all kind of lend itself to your theory here that fucking people just don't want to work. Well, no one, no one wants to work. I don't want to work. The difference is between whether you're smart or dumb. (coughs) Dumb people try to avoid work. Smart people realize if I work hard and early and play my cards right over the length of my life, I'll work less. But I almost guarantee you, your your average leftist works way more than your average uh, hard. I shouldn't say left. Your average hard worker, quote unquote, works a lot less, less calories of energy spent over the time of his or her life than your person who constantly tries to avoid work because they're paid a lower wage and therefore have to work more hours. Um, but these these are but everyone's lazy. There's there's no doubt about that. It's just that we temporarily gave them and I cannot emphasize that enough, temporarily gave them a taste of UBI and what it's like to live in a communist society. And they think it's great. Yeah, because you don't have to work. But you, it was almost, I think there was no more than a four month delay or lag between all of a sudden. Oh, why is this not in the stores? Why are the shortages of this? Why can't we get new cars? I mean, and there you go. I mean, it was very rapid, very quick as to how the shortages started coming in. Um, but yeah, no, every, everyone is lazy. It's just whether or not you teach them about the real world and how the economy works. And most, again, most of these people are robots. You might as well not even try it, but they might pay attention when there's no food. They, they might pay attention to that. Well, we're not there yet, <laughs> but time. there are supply shortages everywhere. Mm-hmm. That is true. Uh, we see them in the grocery store all the time, uh, and that's going to continue to lag for a good long period of time. I don't think most people recognize that if you have a supply chain shortage on a good uh, for just a week, that it can sometimes take a year to get that shortage back up to snuff. And we're talking right. about months at a time for some of these items. I think some of the luxury items are going to be 
And by luxury, I mean things like inexpensive ground beef. <laughs> yeah, right? that might be gone for uh, for the foreseeable future. Yeah, that's true. There is not food now. That's uh, we're 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 getting there in some areas. We'll see how the supply chain shortage goes. It, it, it's basically a simple for anyone tuning in that's still, you know, you happy to disagree with me. It's like, well, if you'd like to eat, you're going to have to work. You know, yeah. several people said that, you know, you can look up who, but you know, yeah, if you want to eat, you're going to have to work. And those government checks soon won't buy much of anything. And you're going to learn real quick how the trillion dollar coin really is just a trillion dollar coin. It's not production. If you guys have questions for Aaron, go ahead and start sending them in. We're at the hour five mark. I don't want to keep him much more 20 minutes longer. Uh, John says, my aunt always says the lazy work double. Right. <laughs> and I tend to agree. The lazy do work double. Trying to avoid work is a whole lot of work, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is. Well, I mean, classic example, you majored in English. Well, I guess you're going to have to go to school again. Because like it's that's such a worthless degree. Every, everyone who majors in the liberal arts has to go back to school. Whether Alder it's says I'm a disabled vet and I can't work. Now what? Well, I'm an you... outlier, so pay attention to what I'm saying. No, I'm kidding, Aaron. Go ahead. I'll let you. Answer <laughs> I was just going to gonna say, well, well, if you're a disabled vet, the the VA pays you a nice check. Yeah, yeah. And well, if, I and mean, if, and if you're 100 percent disabled, they pay your property taxes right. too. <laughs> but if you can type, you can code. So have a cup of shut the fuck up there. <laughs> Yeah, called it. Shut the if you fuck can do up. social media, no, seriously, you can type, you can do social media. Shut the fuck up. You could code. <laughs> no, I'm sick of tired of whiny little bitches. I'm sick of this shit. Learn to code. Which books do you recommend for the MGTOW guys? Um, see, if, if you're already, I, I hate the word MGTOW because that does include a group of people that I, I disagree with. But if you've gone ghost, like you're like, I'm, I'm you're, you're going galt, you're checking out of society. Um, I'd recommend out of my books, I'd recommend poor Richard's retirement. It's about retiring on minimal stuff. Um, uh, sanity is the future of wealth. That's an essay. So you appreciate your sanity as a form of wealth. That's your pad economics. There's a lot of finance and investing there as well. Um, I would then say, actually, I'd say MGTOW's Guide to Retiring on 200,000 in Southeast Asia. I know that's a very specific title with a very specific point, but that's something to consider. And then, um, I don't know, I'd read the Stoics, but if, if you've gone your own way, you've gone gold, you've disengaged from society. So aside from maybe some survival and prepping books and learning a, a, a valuable skill or trade. I, I mean, go do what you want. You don't have to do anything. You're not obliged to uh, participate in society anymore. And that's one thing that, you know, if you're, if you're MGTOW or you're a feminist on the opposite side of the coin, well, go live. You don't have to deal with the opposite sex that should free up an inordinate amount of time and freedom. So, I mean, aside from those finance books and getting your financial house in order, I'd go do what read, read about fishing. I don't know. Do whatever you want. And for all the Zoomers in the art in, in the audience, when he says you've gone galt, that is an Atlas Shrugged <laughs> reference. Just so you know, <laughs> you've probably never heard of it. But uh, who is John Galt is something you should probably Google. Uh, at the Crucible, Aaron, why do you say there's no such thing as too much technology? Uh, because technology advances standards of living. That's that's largely how we increase our standards of living. And I would like to have perpetually increasing standards of living. But the <clears throat> so it's kind of a double-edged sword where if you have too much technology, it makes people lazy, and then we decay as human beings. We don't have, so it, it's always a, an ebb and flow. 
I mean, you think about the Roman Empire, the Roman Empire, it's technology in a, in a not so indirect way, spoiled its citizens to the point we're kind of like we are today. We just rely on imported labor and imported goods, frankly. Um, but then that collapsed too. And then there was a reset. It took, you know, the dark ages to, to kind of get back to where Roman technology was. I'd like to skip the dark ages and teach people the importance of working and why we just can't have free shit. Um, but I mean, then that trajectory, I mean, they're, they speculate, but we would have been landing on the moon in Christopher Columbus days if Rome, Rome didn't collapse. You know, how, how quickly would you like society to advance? And then uh, we have from Mim for $5. How bad do you think things will be here in the USA 20 years from now? I already know Cappy is going to be looking overseas soon. I don't know how bad it will be. I can't guess 20 years from now. Um, but I would say we're going to be on the upper half of a second world country. Um, you could kind of already, I mean, I know what our GDP figures will say. We'll always be a first world nation. Blah, blah, blah. You know, a, a perfect example. Um, at Menards, I don't know if you got Menards out where you live, but it's a home, a home oh, yeah. basically a Home Depot. Yep. I've had, I've had to return one in every two items because they don't work. I mean, now that shows the sales and GDP, but my standards of living are crippled by that. I have to spend more time getting tools that work, getting things to work and getting things replaced than I do just having the damn thing work the first time. And this lack of efficiency, uh, you see this very commonly in Africa, where the economist did a great article, although this is 20, 25 years ago, where they explain why a bottle of beer cost like in those times $15 in the Democrat Republic of Congo. And the reason why is because of all the inefficiencies and people not showing up and breakage and theft. And so as the average quality and caliber of a human in the United States decay, we don't show up on time. We don't deliver things when they're supposed to be delivered. And the products aren't done right. And we have to have things redone. A higher and higher percentage of our time is going to be spent basically fixing broken windows, do, undoing other people's mistakes, cleaning up other people's messes, which does not increase standards of living. It's just getting you back to zero. <clears throat> so I think we'll be there, I think, uh, a solid second world country kind of like Italy, where so much inefficiency in the economy is baked in and graft and, and corruption and, and, and uh, 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 incompetency that our standards of living will be very poor. Or not very poor, but, but nowhere near as high as it is today. <clears throat> Do you think that technology is about to improve so fast that history won't teach us truth anymore? No, I think we're going to outbreed technology's ability to produce and, and more specifically, we're going to outbreed society's ability to produce the engineers and the scientists and the intelligent people to keep up that technological apparatus. Uh, when we tell, you know, all these little little children, oh, follow your heart, money will fall. Now we have a bunch of idiots. I mean, truly stupid people with college degrees that are jokes and they're completely worthless to the rest of society. And as engineers and, well, maybe not so much surgeons, but <clears throat> the, the computer programmers, people that keep the technology up, because technology doesn't take care of itself. You still need to maintain it, you know, computer guys and, and um, network people and all that other, and simple things like uh, electricians, you know, the linemen keeping the electricity. As more and more population per one of these individuals that actually supports this economic system and this technological system, they will overburn it. We'll have brownouts. You, you won't be able to keep up food production. Um, your internet will not be as reliable. Um, it, 
it's technology, the technology itself may advance, but the people to implement it and maintain the infrastructure that runs this technology will not be there. But by God, we're going to have a million equity justice majors who can lecture you about being the bad, bad white men, and that's going to put food on your table. So <laughs> it, um, history won't teach us truth anymore. No, the, the, his, we're going to – we will have a come-to-Jesus meeting. And it will not be so far into the future that technology will save us and we won't we won't bear a cost. We already are. Everyone's miserable. Ain't nobody getting laid. Everyone's fat and disgusting and suicides up. So, I mean, we're already paying a price. It's just I wish people would open their eyes as to what that is. But we will technology will not save us from history. It, it's just not going to happen. And that price may get significantly higher before it gets better. Right. Absolutely. Uh, at the crucible, adding to memes question. <laughs> Is trying to get more passports slash citizenships an outdated tactic with the push for digital passports? I, I don't know anything about digital passports. You should probably get citizenship elsewhere. So you're not subject. I mean, consider if you were in Australia. I mean, I, I don't know why anyone who has any self-respect is in Australia is not immediately applying for citizenship somewhere else. Um, so you don't yeah. want to be you don't want to be on the domain of one one uh, government. Uh, in case that government becomes tyrannical. Yeah, well, and uh, uh, it seems like most governments worldwide, due to these various lockdowns, have become very, very authoritarian. Mm -hmm. um, I don't see a whole lot more questions uh, that the audience have. Can you leave us with some words of wisdom, Aaron? Well, I mean, the, the most important words of wisdom is that humans are the most important thing on the planet. But the paradox and problem is most humans suck. I mean, most, not kidding. Most humans, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying they shouldn't be alive. We should do something about it. I'm like, most humans are just wasting their life right now. And if you hang out with them, you're wasting your precious finite time with them. So <clears throat> your primary goal should be to find some amazing and awesome humans. And if you could find a spouse, that is amazing, but don't hold your breath. Here's where I will agree with, uh, incel MGTOW going your own way type red pill type of guys like your life is also important so find some good friends have some fun while you're here on this planet get a really great skill that no matter what happens to inflation you could trade that in for some food uh or sex to be bluntly honest because that's all what you're here for anyway um and then and whatever you do especially get that sanity is the future of wealth I know it sucks having a bunch of people basically lie to your face, say you owe me money because of these fabricated reasons. That's why you need to work more and I can just become a fat pain in the ass. Don't let it bother. Those people are truly miserable. So be thankful you got your sanity. Be thankful you know how the real world works. Get an invaluable skill. And, th and that's it. And then, and then after that, go have fun. Don't worry. Don't let the bastards get you down. You know, be in good shape. Be thankful that you're you're a good looking person and that you can have sex with good looking people. And that's about it. That that'd be really about it. And with that, we are going to sign off. Stick around for just a minute, Aaron. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a debate coming up at nine o'clock. Uh, everybody, make sure that you tune in for that. That one's going to be uh, interesting on toxic masculinity. It could not have coincided better with Aaron coming on. And what what a uh, nine o'clock? What time zone? Uh, Eastern time. Eastern time zone. Okay. Yep. Uh, yep. Eastern time. Anyway, thanks everybody, ladies and gentlemen. And thank you so much, Aaron, for coming on. Stick around for just a minute. Take care.